0: everyone my name is Jamon McKinney or you can just call me juice because that is my nickname welcome everyone to the juice alert episode number 30 if you have not subscribed to the juice alert already be sure to do that right about now you will not regret it you can find me on youtube as well as podcasting platforms. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that great stuff. If you're listening to the show on podcasting platforms, if you could do me a favor, be sure to leave me a good rating and review if you enjoy my episodes. It would definitely help me out. Also, if you're watching this video on YouTube, be sure to hit that like button right about now. It definitely helps me out here on the channel, okay? Great show lined up for you, ladies and gentlemen, today. I am talking some Brooklyn Nets basketball during episode number 30 today, and I'm going to be joined by a very special guest, my good friend Alonzo Gamble. Alonzo's a guy that I went to high school with, you know, he's a guy that I've kind of known for the past couple of years. I go to the University of Toledo, which is a college in Northern Ohio. Um in Alonzo, he goes to Bowling Green State University. Now, those of you that don't know, Bowling Green State University and the University of Toledo, they're both they're both rivals, you know. But that does not stop me and Alonzo from talking some Brooklyn Nets basketball today. For those of you that do not know, I am a Kevin Durant fan, and because I'm a Kevin Durant fan, now I'm officially a Brooklyn Nets fan. I was a, I was an Oklahoma City Thunder fan back when Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City. I was a Golden State Warriors fan when he was with the Warriors, and now I'm officially a Brooklyn Nets fan, and Alonzo, my good friend, he is a diehard Brooklyn Nets fan, and obviously, the NBA season is rolling right around the corner, so I figured, why not collaborate with my good friend Alonzo to talk some Brooklyn Nets basketball. You guys can follow my my good friend Alonzo on social media if you want. I'll put the links to his social media accounts in the description. Also, be sure to follow me on social media as well. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, all that great stuff. Once again, links are in the description. In today's show, we'll talk about Kevin Durant. What are our expectations for him and the Brooklyn... where in, in, where are our expectations for Kevin Durant during his era? With the Brooklyn Nets, we'll talk about Kyrie Irving, Steve Nash, expectations for the team this year, all that great stuff. So, without further ado, I present to you guys a very good show with my good friend Alonzo talking everything Brooklyn Nets basketball. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. He's one of my good friends. His name is Alonzo Gamble, a diehard Brooklyn Nets fan. Alonzo, how you doing today, man?
1: Doing great, man. How about you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, you know, Alonzo, before we kind of get started and talk about the Nets and whatnot, obviously a big season this year, a lot of high expectations for Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and the crew. Um, Tell everyone how you became a Nets fan.
1: Honestly, it started with Jason Kidd, And so since then, I just saw Jason Kidd play, and I've been a fan since. And I've went through all the losing, the 12-win seasons, the 20-win season. I've been through it all. So, now to finally see us here, where we have an opportunity to win a championship, it's amazing, honestly. Gotcha, gotcha. Have you ever been, have you been to any Nets games
0: at the Barclays Center?
1: Not yet. I was supposed to go this had this past season, but due to COVID, I wasn't going to go to New York
0: anything like that, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Man. Hey, man, you know you got you got to get there eventually, man. Because we're doing. I think the Nets are definitely building something special, man. Um, let's jump right into it, man. So, as far as the Nets go, you know, obviously last season we make the playoffs, get eliminated in the first round, um, by the Toronto Raptors. And by the way, guys, for those of you that don't know. I'm basically a Nets fan as well. That's kind of why I brought Alonzo on, you know. But I'm kind of a Kevin Durant fan, you know. I kind of go wherever Kevin Durant goes. So, Alonzo, you can hopefully, yeah, you know, welcome, you. welcome me to the fan base with open arms, okay? You know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: Welcome to the family, man. Hopefully it's a long, great show.
0: Yep, yep. So, um, just tell me, what were your expectations for the Nets last year? And kind of how you, how do you think the season kind of unfolded based on your expectations? Personally, I did my predictions last year. I had the Nets as a seven seed. I thought that we were going to be, we we were going to be a viable playoff team in the East. Just maybe didn't have the pieces to win a title. Obviously, Kevin Durant was out this year due to, due to an Achilles injury. Uh, Kyrie Irving obviously had some injuries. You know, we didn't have very many key players playing in the bubble. I didn't expect a big championship run this past year. Just wanted to kind of see, you know, what pieces were gonna work, you know, with Kevin Durant, with Kyrie when the full squad is there. So what were your expectations for the Nets and, you know, what were your thoughts on this past season?
1: I'm going into it, I expected like you said, about seven seed. I was expecting maybe five seed at the highest. Um, I knew Kyrie was gonna miss some games. Didn't expect him to only play twenty games the whole season. But I also expected us to at least get better. I think this that this past season was a show, like to show off exactly who's going to be here for this season. And so now you see the guys that really showed out definitely in the bubble. They're still here on the team, like Chioza. We got Jeremiah Martin that's uh, going to be in our uh, G League this year. Um, I was expecting a, a lot better than we were. Last year, injuries kind of took us out of the rotation that we were originally going to be in. I think that David Nwaba injury really hurt us because we had just signed Iman Shumpert and then we released Shump. Then David Nwaba literally gets injured next game, and then firing Kenny Atkinson. I just think last season was just a lot of
0: all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I tend to kind of agree, but we're fast forwarding to. 2020, the 2021 season. I don't want to waste any more time about this. Kevin Durant, obviously, big free agent acquisition now. You know, you're a long-time Nets fan, so I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this really quickly. You know, you've kind of been on it by saying you thought that Kevin Durant was going to sign with the Nets, even dating back to years in which people thought that, oh, he might stay with Golden State, he might go to the Knicks, you know. Um, The Celtics were kind of thrown out a little bit, you know. When did you know personally that Kevin Durant probably could become a member of the Brooklyn Nets? Because honestly— I really didn't know where he was going to go. You know, Kevin Durant, he kind of, you know, is all over the place about his feelings sometimes, you know. He's a little moody at times, but great player. He's my favorite player of all time. But when did you kind of know that Kevin Durant was probably going to be leaning towards the Nets over the New York Knicks? I do think he made the right choice, no doubt, because I think the Nets are definitely building something. But when did you think that Durant could become a Brooklyn Net realistically?
1: Realistically, probably at the beginning of last season. Um, I saw that we have hired a lot of the guys that have worked out with him in OKC, and we even had the surgeon that did a lot of his surgeries when he was in OKC. And so, once I saw that, I saw what the team was building. Then, when the Kyrie rumors started to come around that he wanted to be with the that, Nets, that's when I was like, "Okay, this is legit. This is going to be a legit thing that they can they can have a chance to go get him." And for them to go out there and really get him and bring him into this organization and really build the organization around him, I think they've done a fantastic job so far.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Now, um, I'm going to list off kind of my expectations for Kevin Durant. Then obviously I want to get your thoughts. Um, Personally, I think Kevin Durant is going to at worst return to being one of the top five players in the game of basketball. The last time that he was seen, I believe that he was at least 1A or 1B to LeBron James, you know, it was LeBron, Kevin Durant, you know, pick or choose, whoever you think is the best player in the world. It was those two guys, no doubt about it. I expect Kevin Durant to potentially maybe take the title as the best player in the world undisputedly if he could bring a title to Brooklyn, you know. Um, You know, when it comes to Kevin Durant, you know, um, I think that he'll be about 90% of what he once was. Obviously, an Achilles injury is a very serious injury, but when you look at Kevin Durant, you know, His game is not specifically relied on a whole lot of, you know, explosion or athletic ability like a Russell Westbrook. You know, he relies on getting to a spot, you know, using those angles. He's obviously a very good athlete. He can dunk the basketball, get to the hole, whatnot. But he just kind of, you know, relies on his jump shot. You know, he likes to get to a spot, pull up from the mid-range, you know. He can shoot the three ball. You know, he's one of the best shooters in the game of basketball. So I think that Kevin Durant is still going to be uh, that great player that he once was. Um, You know, um, and there's really no weakness to his game. Now, I do think that his defense will kind of take a hit because I think that one thing that really separated him when he was in Golden State was he really upped his defense. You know, he was a good defender in OKC, but I kind of thought that he kind of got robbed for some defensive, you know, player of the year votes. He was playing some really good defense, protecting the rim, playing a really good defense, you know. Um, So what are kind of your expectations for Kevin Durant? Do you pretty much agree? Or what are some of your concerns? I agree. I think around March, April, I think that's when it will start hitting
1: his stride. I think the Nets are going to be really careful with him, make sure that he doesn't get injured, make sure there's no reaggravating injury or anything like that. So I think March, April, that's when he'll really start to, you start to see that Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. And I I think he'll average around 25, 27 points. I think Kyrie will make a lot of things easier for him. I think Joe Harris, I think they have a lot of guys that KD can take an off night, honestly, and the Nets will be okay. He he doesn't need to be forced to play certain games and make certain plays because of how many people they got around him.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I think that Kevin Durant is really super motivated by coming to the Nets. Obviously, he did get his titles in Golden State. He played phenomenal in those back-to-back NBA finals. I personally think that the Golden State Warriors would have repeated, well, actually, three-peated as NBA champions had he have not gotten injured, you know. And I think Kevin Durant really thought that He didn't get the credit that he felt he deserved. Now, personally, I felt that he was arguably maybe the best player in basketball. You know, but I understand some people pushing back saying, hey, joined a 73-win team and whatnot. But I think that most people realize, hey, he was great. He showed how good he is at basketball. No doubt about it. But – I think that a lot of people, you know, want to see him maybe go to a team where there's not a Steph Curry that's, you know, established a culture there before where we could say Kevin Durant was arguably the best player on the team, but did he set the tone? Was he that leader? You know, I think that Kevin Durant is going to be super motivated. He's going to prove a lot of people wrong. And, you know, spoiler alert, I think that he's going to win the Nets NBA title, you know, one day. So take it or leave it. Do you believe Kevin Durant will win the Nets title at some point? You got to probably say yes, man.
1: Yes. Honestly, he had. I don't want to say he has to, but I think he, like you said, he's so motivated, more motivated than he was before coming off the Achilles. Maybe proving that he, feeling that he has to prove himself again. Definitely, like you said, people get on him for going to Golden State, which I was also one of those people. But at the same time, I understood it because you haven't won, you want to be able to win. And so going to Golden State, I think he was able to take that next level, especially defensively. Like you said, he was honestly probably the best defender behind Draymond. And that's something that I think he'll bring to this organization with the Nets and real gritty attitude
0: that the Nets need on offense and defense. So, obviously, the Brooklyn Nets brought in Steve Nash to be their next head coach, you know. A lot of people kind of have mixed emotions about Steve Nash coming in. Some people think that he could potentially be a flop as a head coach. Some people really like the hire. Personally, I do like the hire, but I want to get your thoughts on the hire, the hiring of Steve Nash. Alonzo, what are your thoughts and expectations for Steve Kerr? Were you surprised by the move, you know? What are some of your initial thoughts? Um, I was very
1: surprised, especially to hire him as a head coach. But after I thought about it and I sat down for maybe like a day or two, I was like, this is a really good move. And then I started to see the coaches that they put around them and put in Mike D'Antoni, put in all of these coaches around them. Jack Vaughn, who coached the Nets right before the bubble and throughout the bubble, making him the highest paid assistant coach in the league was huge. And building that coaching staff around them that. He has people to rely on if he has questions or anything like that. That's just, it was just a smart move by the Nets and very surprising. Not surprised by Sean Marks since that he loves to keep things under wraps and keep things on the low. So for him to make this splash move, I just, I trust everything that Sean Marks and that, and the rest of that organization does to this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. And really, I, I do like the hire. I really do actually like the hire. My biggest concern, however, is that he's really got no head coaching experience. And, you know, I wonder if he can be the guy to hold the players accountable. Because you you saw Doc Rivers, a very experienced head coach, last year on the Los Angeles Clippers, you know. It was Kawhi Leonard's team, one minute. Paul George doing his own thing, you know. A lot of chaos. But I think that Steve Nash is the guy that will, that will earn the respect of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the locker room very quickly. Uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both signed off on this move. And obviously they want to win a title. So they're not going to sign off on some bum that they don't believe in. So, you know, I think that he's definitely going to work. Um, and listen, Steve, Steve Nash is inheriting a lot of talent. One of the five best rosters in, in all of basketball, in my opinion, you know, and listen, he's a former point guard and I think that that's so key that he's a former player. I, I really do think that he could become, you know, kind of what Steve Kerr was to the Warriors. To a certain degree, because Steve Kerr, you know, a lot of people had some questions about him. You know, they obviously fired Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr, he came right in, took the Golden State Warriors to the next level. You know, he's a former player. He's a former point guard. He, see, he sees the game very well, you know, because he was that quarterback on the basketball court. The point guard is the, is the quarterback. He's the distributor, you know, he's the leader and all that stuff. So I think that he's really going to help out Kyrie Irving. I do think that he'll, he'll be able to get the most out of a guy like Kyrie Irving. Not saying Kyrie Irving needs a whole lot of coaching, but I just think that, that those little conversations he'll have with Kyrie, just, you know, those little bitty things that he'll talk to Kyrie about personally that probably a lot of people don't understand because they haven't played the game, you know, he's someone that Kyrie can relate to, and I think that Kyrie really needs that because, you know, you had LeBron James in Cleveland, you had David Blout and Tyron Lou at times in Cleveland, and they were okay coaches, and LeBron's a great player, one of the greatest players of all time, but I never felt that they really truly related to Kyrie. I don't really worry about Kevin Durant. He's going to do his own thing. He's a top three player in basketball. But I think that Kyrie Irving is really going to benefit from Steve Kerr, okay? Steve Nash, pardon me, Steve Nash, okay? Uh, do you kind of
1: agree? 100%. I think that was a great move, especially for Kyrie. I think Kyrie will honestly have one of his best years when it comes to passing the ball. You know, a lot of people like to get on him for not passing the ball and doing things like that. And I think that pick and roll with him and KD or him and Jared Allen, him and DeAndre Jordan, that's going to be nearly unstoppable because you're going to have to choose who you want to stop. And if you try to stop Kyrie, he's a good enough passer that he's going to be able to find the roller or popper or any situation, and he's going to be able to find an open guy. And I think that's something that Kyrie's going to need to do, which is to find open guys and get them open shots because. Everybody's going to be focused on him and KD. And so him having a great basketball model like Steve Nash and being able to learn from him and understand different aspects of the game. And like he said, those small conversations that may not seem like much, those are going to help Kyrie become an even better player than he
0: already is. Really quickly, I wanted to get to some other additions to the coaching staff. Uh, Steve Nash obviously brought in Amari Stoudemire and also Mike D'Antoni from Houston, the former Houston Rockets head coach. Personally, I do like the moves. Um, I think that now that that Steve Nash has a former head coach on his roster, you know, that can really help him, you know, kind of learn from his mistakes, you know, kind of, you know, help him along the way, you know. Uh, D'Antoni's not a bad coach, but I do think that he struggled to get the Houston Rockets over the hump. But, hey, man, you know, as long as he can help out Steve Nash become what we think he can become, that's totally fine. I think that he's willing to take a backseat to really help out Steve Nash and whatnot, and I think this offense is really going to flow with – Mike D'Antoni being on the roster, you know, obviously Amari Stoudemire, he's kind of an underrated signing, I think. I think that he's really going to help out Jared Allen, a good young big, you know, who has a lot of potential, you know, that's really good right now, but could take another big step. DeAndre Jordan's obviously another big man that is kind of a veteran, but you never can get enough good coaching, you know. So what are your thoughts on those two coaches and just overall the coaching staff that Steve Nash has, you know, decided to assemble with the Brooklyn Nets?
1: I love that Amari Stoudemire hire. I think that was probably one of the most underrated hires, probably all, all, all season. Honestly, I think, like you said, him and him, Jared Allen and DJ, they're going to be able to get a lot of time together. I, I w- I'm very interested to see what he does with Jared Allen and Nicholas Claxton, who I think Claxton can honestly be, if he stays healthy, he can be one of the guys that come in and surprise a lot of people this year that May not watch a lot of Nets basketball, may not be involved in basketball or know a lot about it. Um, I think that, I think that Amari Stoudemire would helped them a lot. And I think that Dan Tony hire, I think that was huge. I think it was huge definitely for this offense. I know a lot of the players, they talk about how they want to go fast and how they want to implement that seven seconds to the last offense and. Nobody's going to be able to stop that offense with Kyrie, KD, Karris LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, and all of these guys. It's going to be really difficult to stop that, especially with the head coaches and coaching staff that they have.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. I definitely like the Steve Nash hire, and I think that he's established a very good coaching staff in Brooklyn. So let's get to Kyrie Irving. Um, Kyrie Irving, in my opinion, we're going to find out a lot about who he really truly is. I think that I kind of already know. Sort of who Kyrie is. Obviously, I don't know him. But, you know, I've watched him play and whatnot. You've watched him play. You get the point. But, you know... um See, Kyrie Irving, he he kind of gets a lot of flack from the media. You know, they talk about he left Cleveland prematurely. He LeBron James kind of made Kyrie Irving. And to a certain degree, I think that LeBron James definitely helped, you know, Kyrie Irving kind of take the next step as a player. He kind of really showed him how to win. But I do think that if LeBron did not get to Cleveland, we would still be seeing Kyrie Irving eventually, you know, get to averaging 27 points per game on his own and whatnot. Just because, you know, in Cleveland, before LeBron got there, he just couldn't stay healthy. When Kyrie Irving's healthy... He's one of the best point guards in all of basketball, definitely. And you know, I think that I don't really have a problem with Kyrie Irving want, wanting to leave um, the Cleveland Cavaliers just because you know he kind got he kind of grew tired with you know having to. Have the team give LeBron James all the credit. And listen, he's a great player and he's a very talented player to where he should be trying to lead a team on his own. And there was also some rumbles about maybe they tried to trade him for CP3. That didn't go so well. We obviously know about the Boston Celtics days. You know, uh, he had some injuries, obviously. I don't think that he ever really got great chemistry with those guys. There was a lot of egos on that team from Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, you know, trying to work his way back. There was a lot of factors that really did that was that really contributed to Boston underachieving with Kyrie Irving that wasn't all on Kyrie in my opinion and also people want to talk about oh the Celtics were so good without Kyrie Irving but they failed to realize and they failed to mention that when Kimba Walker got hurt last year their record was pretty good and no one talks about that so you know no one talks about that so I think that Kyrie Irving look He's obviously going to have to answer some questions, you know. Can he stay healthy? He's got to do that, okay, you know. Can he be that leader, you know. Can he be a willing distributor, you know, because sometimes he's not the most willing passer, you know. Will he be willing to take on some of the best point guards on defense? We saw what he did in the NBA Finals to Steph Curry. You know, he's going to need to do that more consistently, you know. So Kyrie Irving is going to have to answer a lot of questions, in my opinion. I think that definitely um, he's the perfect number two. You know, I don't want Kyrie Irving probably leading my team to a championship, but we saw when LeBron James was with with him, he was the perfect closer. He was the perfect number two, and Kevin Durant is as close to, if not just as good as one LeBron James. So I think Kyrie Irving is going to definitely surprise a lot of people. I think that he's slightly become, you know, sort of underrated over the years. You know, what are your expectations for Kyrie Irving with Kevin Durant and Brooklyn going forward? And kind of what are some of the questions that you have, you know, about him?
1: I think a lot of people think it's just cool to hate on Kyrie now because of the media hating on Kyrie where a lot of his past teammates have never came out and said, oh, yeah, he's an awful teammate. I don't want to play with him besides maybe Terry Terry Rozier saying that he wanted to get more playing time. but, But nobody's came out and said, oh, yeah, I don't like Kyrie as a teammate. But my expectations for him this year are to be Kyrie Irving. He needs to stay healthy. I think he he will really be the X factor to this team. Because if if he comes out as Kyrie, I feel like I know what I'm gonna get out of KD. But if Kyrie's Kyrie every single day and every single night, the Nets are, if not the best team, the best team in the NBA. Um so with that being said, I think Kyrie, he's gonna have to answer a lot of questions. He's gonna have to stay healthy. It's a lot of Ifs when it comes to Kyrie, but also you know when he's healthy, you know what you're gonna get from him. You know you're gonna get at least twenty and twenty and five in some type of way. You know he's gonna be a great finisher. You know that he a lot of people are gonna focus on him and try to stop him. And like I said earlier, that's gonna be the time where he has to be a willing passer and pass it out to guys like Joe Harris and guys like Karis LeVerton. Let these guys help him. And I think that if he does that, this team the the ceiling is high. Ceiling is very high for this team.
0: I do agree. I do agree, and I think that Kevin Durant is definitely a good teammate to kind of pair with Kyrie Irving because Kevin Durant, he can get you 30 points on like 12 shots. You know, he doesn't need the ball consistently in his hands. You know, he's a very good off-ball player. And when he has the ball in his hands, we know what he can do. He can drop 40 on your head any night, you know. So I think that it's definitely a good pairing between Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They're definitely players that, you know, have expressed they want to play with each other. I think they're definitely hungry to really prove people wrong. And yeah, I think that that's definitely going to be a, You know, great pairing in Brooklyn. One thing we know about Kyrie Irving, you know, obviously it's a big step to get to the NBA Finals and whatnot, but we saw him back in 2016 versus Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. He was able to hit the biggest shot in the biggest moment. And we know what Kevin Durant can do in the NBA Finals, you know, hitting back-to-back three-pointers in LeBron James and J.R. Smith's face um, back in the 2017 Finals and the 2018 Finals. Yes, that's correct. You know, he, th- those these guys can close the deal when need be. And obviously, you got guys like Joe Harris. you got Karis LeBert. you got a very good deep bench as well. So we got some cooking, definitely, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I definitely think that Kyrie Irving – will play pretty well in Brooklyn, no doubt about it. He's going to have to, you know, because, hey, you know, if you can't make it work with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, that's no, on you. He's going to have to find somewhere else because that's
1: going to be tough. He's going to have to make it work out with KD because teams are going to be like, oh, you can't make it work with Kevin Durant, so who can you make it work with? Then make it work with LeBron James. Then make it work with that Celtics squad. And that's going to bring up even more questions about him as not only player but it's him as a person as well
0: yeah no doubt so obviously there's the big news in Houston right now obviously with the Houston Rockets James Harden he wants out of Houston there's been some rumors that he could maybe get traded to the Nets I think those rumors definitely have died down as the season is kind of you know starting to really get into full circle I don't expect James Harden to be a part of the Nets but hey we've seen a whole lot of crazier things I could definitely be wrong um I definitely will welcome James Harden. You know, I definitely um will kind of give my thoughts on, you know, the James Harden trade. If it were to potentially, you know, um, go up, if it were to potentially come into fruition, you know, um, Harden's right. Harden right now is not happy in Houston. He's obviously seeing the writing on the wall. Their championship window has kind of closed. You know, they've got some good pieces, but not quite enough to win a championship. He definitely wants to win a title. He says he wants to win a title, but you know, we'll see if he can put that into action one day. But you know, if, what are your thoughts on on a potential James Harden trade? Is this something that you would entertain? Do you want it to happen potentially? You know, what are kind of some of your initial thoughts about on on James Harden and some of the things being said about a potential trade to Brooklyn?
1: Um, honestly, when I first heard the news that he was interested in going going to the Nets, I was very surprised, and I was like, um, maybe not. I think I'm I think I'm cool on James Harden, but now that I've continued to think about it, and News has continued to come out about how unhappy he is, and we've all seen on social media what he's doing and where he's at and all of these things. (laughs) Things don't work out this year. I will be a lot more open to going to go get James Harden. Um, I just think they would have to give up too much. And I don't want to have to give up Caris LeBert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, and Maybe who Joe Harris and other guys, that's just giving up too much for James Harden who can't leave in two years. Um it's just it's just not a, it's just not enough. But like I said, if the Nets don't reach the finals or the Eastern Conference Finals this year, I think that's I think that would be a move that they would have to look into doing and get over that hump because you never know how long
0: Kyrie and KD are gonna be here. Yeah, yeah, I understand some of your points right there. I will say, when it comes to getting James Harden on the roster, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it, you know. If you can get him on the roster, definitely go do it, you know. um, Maybe you could give up Kyrie Irving in the trade, you know. um, Or, if he can stay with Kyrie, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, I would ask the question, what three? What three-man duos more talented? There's not a talent more three-man talented trio than Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving. I do think that that definitely would you know provide the Nets having you know a lot of firepower on offense. You know, they really be unstoppable. I understand there's the whole situation about who's going to get the ball in this situation, who's going to get the ball in that situation. Um, can Durant, you know, uh, Harden and Kyrie be the distributors? But People, James Harden, he's at worst a top 10 player. He's hungry for a championship. If you add James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets, whether Kyrie Irving is there or not, Kevin Durant's not going anywhere. You're not going to trade that guy. Um, Whether you add him to Kyrie Irving or Karis the DeVert, Joe Harris or not, it just kind of feels like a title. And I think that the Brooklyn Nets are probably going to win a championship. Actually, not probably. They're going to win a championship. I'm, I'm just going to go out there and be bold about it. They're going to win a championship with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I think James Harden would definitely put them over the top. And like you said, you know, if things were work, work to maybe not work out this year, that could, be a, a, that could be a trade we could explore. I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't really see it. I actually could see Harden going to the Clippers because it kind of makes a little more sense for the Rockets to kind of get a guy like Paul George because they just got John Wall. They're probably not going to want Kyrie Irving and whatnot, you know. So I think that if they can trade him to the Clippers, that'd probably be a better spot for Harden, also the 76ers. But, hey, I'm not going to complain if James Harden definitely um, comes to Brooklyn and whatnot. I just want to kind of see what role players are going to leave. I don't really want to get rid of a guy like Joe Harris, but again, you might have to get rid of him to get a guy like James Harden. But, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, any more extra thoughts you have?
1: Well, I think everything you said was just facts. It's, it's going to be tough. It's hard to pass up on somebody like James Harden because he can do so much. If, if they all three was to lock in and defend and if they were able to build something around them, maybe get a lot of guys on vet men's and that, then you can do something. But with three guys like that, it's, it's hard to say they that they can't win the championship. It's hard to say that they can't.
0: Yeah. And I think that a lot of people kind of overthought when Kevin Durant actually came to Golden state, you know, they said, Oh, they got rid of all the depth. It's going to flop LeBron and Kyrie. They're going to win the championship and wasn't close. So, I'm just going to say it again, don't overthink it. If you can get James Harden, go get James Harden. But if you can't get James Harden, it's not the end of the world. This team is still very good. And I think this team is definitely a championship contender without James Harden and whatnot. And I will say there is something to be said for You know, knowing who the guys are. Because we saw LeBron James Anthony Davis this past year, you know, in Los Angeles. Everyone said, oh, they have no debt. KCP's trash. Danny Green can't hit three. LeBron and Anthony Davis are great, but they've got no one. Well, it pretty much was LeBron, Anthony Davis. They're going to give you 60 to 70 points per game each night between the two. And whoever contributes is going to contribute. So (laughs) that's kind of how I think about it with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. As long as we just say, hey... Kyrie, Kevin Durant, you're going to get your shot, and let's see what what else happens, you know. So that's kind of how I feel about that, you know. So Alonzo, you know, obviously the Brooklyn Nets, they're definitely one of the five best teams at worst in all basketball, at least talent-wise. I do think that we both agree that at some point Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Steve Nash, and the crew will definitely bring Brooklyn a championship. But, you know, there's obviously, you know, some concerns, you know, and, and some things that have to get figured out about this Brooklyn Nets team going forward in the Kevin Durant era. So let's just talk about this year, you know. What are some of your biggest concerns about the Brooklyn Nets this year? What could potentially cause this team to really not meet expectations, you know? um, I
1: think the only thing that can stop them is getting their, in their own way. There's not enough basketballs to go around. Guys aren't willing to distribute. Guys aren't willing to take a step back to let other guys succeed and things like that. And injuries, of course, we have Kevin Durant coming off an Achilles injury. We have Kyrie coming off only playing 20 games last year. Karis LaVert has had injuries. And besides that, the roster is staying pretty healthy. And another thing is big men. I think Jared Allen and DJ are... Great, but Jared Allen has struggled having to guard bigger guys like Joel Embiid and and um, the White Howard. Um, like I say, the White Howard puts up has putting up thirty points and thirty rebounds against Jared Allen in a single game, and so I think that those are my only concerns. Honestly, I think this team is is built to win championships, like we keep talking about, but. They can they can get in their way. That's it.
0: Yeah, I, I'll say a couple things that concern me is probably the defense. Now, actually, you know, I looked back and, and looked and looked at some of some. Actually, while went back and looked at some statistics, um, our our defense was actually better than I thought. You know, when I watched it, sometimes I was frustrated, like, "Oh, we can't stop anybody." Actually, last year we ranked. 13th as far as defensive efficiency, and 18th in points per game allowed. Now, the Dallas Mavericks were right behind us. We know in the playoffs, the Dallas Mavericks couldn't stop nobody. So that does concern me, but I think that we're better defensively than we actually realize. It's really just all about effort, you know. Can Jared Allen step up? I do worry about Kevin Durant's defense a little bit just because he's coming off a a big-time injury, you know. How fast is he going to come back to maybe being the defender that he once was? Will he ever be the same defender that he once was? Um, you know, is he going to be willing to expend all that energy on the defensive end? You know, is he gonna save himself, you know? So defensively I think that we're good enough. But sometimes when you're thinking about if you're good enough, well, you might not actually be good enough, you know. So defensively, I do worry a little bit. You know, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan, they can protect the rim a little bit. They're athletic, but like you said, Jared Allen sometimes he struggles versus, you know, physical guys down low, bigger guys, you know, obviously the Los Angeles Lakers are a very good team. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they're not going anywhere. So he's got to step it up, man. So defensively I worry a little bit. And then I just look at the chemistry of this team, you know, if things start going south, what happens? You know, because we saw with the Clippers, you know they had, they had all the talent in the world last year, but they had some chemistry issues. It was whose offense, who's going to be running the offense tonight? Is it going to be Kawhi Leonard, Paul George? You know, Doc Rivers couldn't seem to really get the troops rallied. You know, is there going to be issues with Steve Kerr in that regard too? So, I'm um, not Steve Kerr, Steve Nash, pardon me. Um. So, yeah, I just want to see how fast this team can gel. This team can gel pretty well out the gate. I think we're good, but... As the season goes on, the more games this team loses in the first year, you know, people tend to overreact to some to some things. And listen, it takes time to win some championships, you know. So we may not win a championship this year, but I think that down the road we will. Um, it's just it's just gonna be all about if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and the coaching staff can continue to be patient and trust the process. That's really all I'm gonna say about that. Okay, let's shift to this topic right here, Alonzo. So. Um, Obviously, there's high expectations for this Brooklyn Nets team in 2020 and going forward in the Kevin Durant era, you know. So, I I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on how you're feeling about the team this year, you know. Let's just start off with this. Where do the Brooklyn Nets rank amongst NBA teams right now, in your opinion? I think
1: they're top, looking at the roster, I think they're top three, top five teams. Honestly, I want to say top two, but I'm going to be nice to the other teams and say top three, top three, top four. Um, in the East, I think they can maybe fall fall down a little bit because in the standings because I think they might not care about the regular season that much. But I think at the end of the year, I think the Nets are going to be one of the best teams in the league, if not the best.
0: Yeah, I do think the Brooklyn Nets are a top three team in all basketball. I think the Lakers are probably number one. They've got the defending champion, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. They just added a lot of depth to their team during the offseason. They just were the defending champions, and they arguably had one of, if not the best offseason among all teams. You know, I think that. Denver's a very good team. I think the Clippers, when they're focused and ready to go, they're really good. Um, I think that Milwaukee, with the addition of Drew Holiday, is very good as well. Um, I do think Miami's still pretty good, even though I do think that they might get exposed a little bit this year. I think last year they kind of benefited from being in the bubble, but yeah, we're definitely at worst a top five team talent wise. And I think that if we put it all together, we very well could be in the NBA Finals. You know, Um, this team is very deep. You know, obviously you look at Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, top. Three duo easily in all basketball. But, you know, we really don't have a third star. I think that Karis LeVert. Could be that guy this year. If he takes a big step, he definitely could be that third star to give you, um, you know, 15 to 20 points per game on some big nights. He, he stepped up big in the bubble, no doubt. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Jared Allen's of the world, the DeAndre Jordans, the Joe Harris's, the Landry Shamich, you know, um, mm-hmm. Torrey and Prince, he's really good as well. Even a guy like Jeff Green, you know, we're starting to get really yeah. deep into the roster and Jeff Green was really good for Houston last year. So mm-hmm. I think that this, this Nets team definitely has a lot of depth and they can use a lot of different lineups. You know, they can go small. They can kind of go big a little bit with DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen. Kevin Durant brings some link to that lineup as well. And if this team gels right off to, right the to bat, they very well could win the NBA Finals this year. So, Alonzo, yeah. I need your final prediction for the Brooklyn Nets this year Then we will end the show. Where do you see the Brooklyn Nets finishing this year? Personally, for me, um, this year I'm actually really not going to – officially make an NBA Finals prediction. I think the Lakers probably should be the favorites this year. But if I were to guess, I'd say this Brooklyn Nets team at least ends up in the Conference Finals. I think that, you know, they'll at least be in the Conference Finals. I don't see them getting upset by anyone um, early in the playoffs or anything like that. I think that, you know, it's just one of those things where if we can get about one more year of chemistry with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, I think next year will probably be the favorites. We could win the championship this year, no doubt about it. It definitely could happen. Um, but I think that this year we'll at least be in the conference finals. That's all I'm going to guarantee. What do you think? Um, I agree
1: with you 100%. I think at least the conference finals. But I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we mess around and won a championship this year. Um, when you got rostered like this from top to bottom, you can do really anything. But I agree. I think conference finals is going to be that. That time, that that I think that's the worst that they can do. I think they have so many things and so many players that it's going to be really hard to stop them. They can, like you talked about, them so deep. They can do so many different lineups. They can match up with other teams or force teams to match up with them. And I think Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be really huge for this team this year. I was just talking to some of my friends, and I told them, I think Spencer Dinwiddie is going to win six-man of the year this year. Um, I think he's deserved it past few years. I think he got snubbed for most approved player a few years ago when Pascal Siakam won. But I think this is going to be the year where Spencer Dinwiddie takes that next level and ends up looking like a superstar because at the end of the year, he can leave if he wants. Um So I think he has a lot of things to prove, and I think he wants to prove that he can be one of those guys to lead a team to a championship.
0: Yeah, and I really don't want to be the guy to come come out and say, oh, Brooklyn's going to win a championship this year. I believe in the Kevin Durant era, it will happen. I don't know if it'll be this year, next year, or whatnot, but I think that at some point within the next four to five seasons, Kevin Durant will at least bring one title to Brooklyn. And listen, there's a lot of questions about all these teams, you know, the Lakers. You know, Everyone says they're the prohibited favorites. I think the Brooklyn Nets definitely match up with the Los Angeles Lakers. I think Kevin Durant at least can match LeBron James. We know what Kyrie Irving can do in – we're just as deep as the Los Angeles Lakers. It's all, it's all about the chemistry. It's all about, you know, getting the guys ready to buy in. You know, it's all about is Steve Nash and this coaching staff going to be up to speed once the NBA playoffs roll around? You know, and listen, we've seen some upsets in the past. You know, the LeBron James led Miami Heat team did not win a championship their, their first year. We obviously saw the Golden State Warriors blow a 3-1 lead when they were when they were a 73-win team. Who, who would have thought that would have happened? So I'm not here to predict a whole bunch of things. All I'm going to say is, if the Nets don't make the conference finals, y'all can hold me to it. Y'all can hold Alonzo to it and whatnot. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have, Alonzo. Um, thank you so much for joining. Anything else you want to plug in? You know, you can plug in your social media if you want or anything like that. Um, obviously, you go to Bowling Green State University. Um, he's a guy that I went to high school with. Alonzo, you're a cool guy. Um, anything else that you want to say or plug in before you exit the juice alert? All uh-huh. right. I just want to say thank you for having me. If anybody wants
1: to follow me on social media, it's thatdudezoe, D-A-T-D-U-D-E, zoe, underscore, underscore, underscore. Um, I'm just going to say it. KD for MVP. That's all I'm
0: saying. Oh, I think Kevin Durant uh, could definitely win MVP. I think Luka Dodgers I, might have that in the bag this year,
1: though. Yeah, yeah. That's that's in the back of my head. I think I think KD can do it.
0: I think I think Duran is one of those players where he, he's at a point in his career where he knows the media is only going to give him so much credit, you know. He's gotten to a point where yeah. he needs to win some championships. You know, I think that we recognize yeah. he's got the tiles in Golden State, but you know, winning a second winning a second MVP would definitely go a long way. You know, we'll see. I think that Kevin Durant will definitely be in the running, but I think that he's kind of he's gonna kinda wanna pace himself, kinda get in the flow yeah. of things, see how things go before um, he really starts amping things up. He likes to save himself for the playoffs, man. I'll take yeah. playoff mode Kevin Durant over him winning MVP all day, every day, man. But Alonzo, uh, appreciate you for joining the show, man. It was a great episode. Um, we're going to pretty much end this thing right here. Thank you, Alonzo, for joining, and you know, stay safe out yeah. there, man. Always. Thank you for having me, my guy. No doubt, no doubt. Thank you so much for watching this video today. Please also note that the Juicelur Sports Podcast is not just a YouTube channel. It is available on all podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed this video, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share this content with all your friends. This podcast is my favorite thing in the entire world right now. It is my passion. I want more people to listen to this podcast. I really want this podcast to grow. Also, a fun fact about me is that I want to go into the sports broadcasting and media world once I graduate from the University of Toledo, a college in Northern Ohio. I am looking to become one of the next great sports broadcasters and analysts out in the world. And I potentially would like to start my own network if this podcast really, truly grows. Or if I fall short of that goal, I would love to work for a big-time network like ESPN or Fox Sports 1. I am open to all networks. So if you believe in my dreams and you see or hear my passion through the screen, be sure to tell all your friends about the Juicelert Sports Podcast. Stay motivated, you guys. Have a God-blessed day, and I'm out.